0: Hello Hawks fans and welcome to another episode of the Kettle Cast with your host Forrest Willoughby. In this episode of the cast we'll be talking about the Hawks' 110-119 to 119 loss to the Los Angeles Clippers. Brutal loss for the Hawks as they came back from a quick punch in the mouth in the first quarter but cannot hold them to the lead at the end of the third and fourth quarters. Without further ado, let's get into it. What a brutal way for the streak to come to an end. The Hawks came out, and it looked like the Clippers were fully prepared for the Hawks. They threw like 15 different looks at Trey Young in the first quarter. They got out to a 10-point lead. Marcus Morris Sr. could not miss anything. He had 13 points in the first quarter. And yet, the Hawks were able to come back and be only down one at the end of the first. So it was 29-30 to 30 in the Clippers' favor after one. And then the second quarter... The Hawks just locked down on defense, and they erupted on offense. The Hawks would outscore the Clippers 34-18 to 18 in that second period and build a 15-point lead. And it looked like the Hawks had everything going. John Collins and Trey Young had monster second quarters. John Collins was finally getting some respect from the refs. He had a great game, and he had a couple of and ones. He would ultimately have three and ones in this game. Um, and it just looked like the Hawks had everything working. Uh, The first quarter, I thought a little bit of energy switched when the Hawks got DeAndre Hunter back. Man, it feels good to say DeAndre Hunter came back. He played 20 minutes, and in that first quarter, he was really where the energy started to shift, and the Hawks were able to turn that deficit and really get back into this game. After that great first half, really into the first quarter and full of the second quarter, the Hawks came out, and they played pretty well to start the third quarter. In fact, they built the lead all the way up to 22 points. It was 88 to 66. And Tyron Lue, the coach for the Clippers, pulled all of his starters, put in his second unit slash third unit, including Luke Kennard, who hadn't played at all in this game. And it sort of changed the whole energy of the game. Luke Kennard would go on to have... Just a ridiculously efficient and impressive showing. He would finish the night with 18. In 18 minutes, he scored 20 points. Perfect from the field, eight of eight, four of four from three point land, seven rebounds, four assists. He was a game high plus 30. Plus 30. He did not exit the game once he came in, and the Hawks really had no answer. He made a shot, half court heave at the end of the third quarter that cut the Hawks' lead from. 11 to eight and at that point once it's eight eight points in the entire quarter that's a game on and uh it was really disappointing to see the hawks give up so much of a lead and so quickly of a time i think a big part of that run was the hawks didn't play with a true center they went in that last end of the third quarter with uh kind of their backup unit but instead of oneka kongwu they put in solomon hill and it just did not work at all They had no answer for Luke Kennard. The Hawks just stopped scoring, and uh, it was just a brutal, brutal close from that. In the fourth quarter, the Hawks were up 10 with about six minutes to go, but there was just no juice there. All the momentum was on the um, Clippers' side, and I thought especially there was a big play with about three minutes to go. Trey Young whipped a pass down to Tony Snell and – Tony Snell was unable to get the easy layup. In fact, Luke Kennard blocked it. Uh, it, The Hawks had a one-point lead at that point, and the Clippers came down, hit Terrence Mann for a three-pointer to put the Clippers up, and the Clippers will never look back. The Clippers did get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard back into the game in the fourth quarter, and after being kind of ineffective earlier in the game, Kawhi Leonard hit three three three-pointers at the end just to close out this game and. Um, so what looked like was going to continue this awesome streak for the Hawks just turned out to be a huge dud. And, you know, I think it's a great learning experience for the Hawks. I think they had been cruising, and as they should, they they were playing extremely well through this entire streak. And they got up 22, and I don't think that they necessarily felt that, the, you know, oh, it's just going to keep going. But all along this streak, it sort of felt like once the Hawks have that big run, that's just how it's going to be. And it's really felt to me... Looking back on it, a lot like the kind of reverse of the Toronto Raptors game where the Hawks got down by a huge amount and the Raptors sort of started chilling and the Hawks fought their way, played the entire game and got the Tony Snell three at the buzzer. The Clippers didn't even need the buzzer. They got all the way back from being 22 points down and got the lead with about two minutes to go and never relinquished it. It was just a pretty dominant showing from the the Clippers. It is interesting that, Luke Kennard had gotten no playing time and then like Reggie Jackson starts for the Clippers and then he comes out and just has a just mind-blowingly effective performance. I mean, 20 points, hitting that three, at, there's a buzzer, a bank three. It just, everything was working. He Even in the fourth quarter, I thought there was a possession where Trey Young does a nice job on defense and Kennard kind of get, gets a shot at the right elbow and it's a wild shot just at the end of the Shot clock, and it goes in. He just could not miss. And then Terrence Mann was extremely effective as well. He's part of that second unit. He had 21 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists. But those two guys, along with the second unit of the Clippers, really just brought a whole bunch of new energy. They didn't really look at the score. They just started chipping away at it, and the Hawks had no answer. Again, brutal way for the eight game win streak to go down so hopefully the Hawks take this and know that like you can't let up at any point you know until you've played all 48 minutes there's no point in the NBA you can just like let up and think you have the game in the bag going through some of the performances for the Hawks Trey Young was solid he had he was 9 of 20 from the field 5 of 11 from 3 which was really encouraging for 28 points he had 5 rebounds 8 assists 4 turnovers which was not not too bad I especially thought his turnovers were trying to get guys good, really good looks. They weren't sometimes. He has these like wild passes, home run passes that have no chance. In this case, these were passes that I really think he was um, had a chance to get his uh, teammates easy looks and one block. John Collins was huge. A big thing in this game, though, was John Collins ended up getting five fouls, and that really limited how much time John could play. He ended up only playing about 28 minutes. And he was 10 of 14 from the field, missed his only three-pointer. Of course, I'm going to say he needs to be shooting more than one three-pointer um, and three of five from the free-throw line for 23 points. He had seven rebounds, two of those offensive, and a block. But John Collins, I don't know what he needs to do for the fouling, but the Hawks are so much better with John on the court, and it really hurts this team when he's unable to play. And I do think sometimes coaches can be too conservative pulling their players with – two fouls in the first quarter or three fouls in the second quarter but John Collins ends the game with five fouls and not being able to have him out there maybe in the end of that third quarter really hurt the Hawks Clint Capella had an all right game five of 19 two of two from the free throw line for 12 points he did have 14 boards five of those offensive but I did think that uh Zubach who's the starting center for the Clippers had a very effective first quarter and was kind of a big part of how the Clippers built their 10-point lead. He was kind of taking it right at Clint Capella and even getting some offensive boards. So um, while Clint Capella continues to be a steady uh, part of this team, it's just worth watching. You know, 5 of 9, he should be shooting a higher percentage at with the shots he gets than that. Kevin Herter might have been the most disappointing line of this entire game. 1 of 6, 0 of 1 from 3 for 2 points. Three rebounds. He did have five assists and a steal, but Kevin Herter, sometimes this is a game where he is absolutely being a little bit too passive. It's awesome to see those five assists, but he had one pass where he was right at the rim. I thought he should, should have taken it, and then at the beginning of the uh, shot clock, he likes to just do the move-along pass when Kevin is wide open, and he needs, he's too good of a three-point shooter to only get one attempt up. He can't. That That is unacceptable. Kevin Herter cannot have one three-point attempt, and um, he is more open than he uh, thinks sometimes, and he just needs to let that ball fly. But um, just an ineffective night for Red Velvet, and hopefully he'll be a little bit motivated coming back to have a better night against the Sacramento Kings. Tony Snell was going up against his high school teammate in Kawhi Leonard. He was 5 of 10 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. Um, he had – Two re- six rebounds, two of those offensive, and an assist. Tony Snell has no respect from the officials, much like John Collins used to. Tony Snell seemed to get whacked on one three-point attempt and did not get free throws. And uh, he that Canard block, I actually think was a pretty good block, but that's another play that probably for a star player they get at least get the foul call. Gallinari had a pretty rough game. He actually exited the game and wasn't wasn't able to come back in in the fourth quarter because of a knee injury. Um, and we'll see how, uh, severe that is, but he was two of nine from the field, one of five from three point land, um, hit his only free throw, had six rebounds, um, Bogdan Bogdanovich. The scoring for the bench was actually pretty good. The Hawks bench outscored the Clippers bench and both Gallo, Bogdan, DeAndre Hunter, were all part of that. Bogdan was 5 of 12, 2 of 7 from the three-point line for 12 points, three rebounds and two assists. And then Hunter, again, played 20 minutes, was 3 of 6 from the field, 1 of 3 on his threes, 1 of 2 on his free throws for eight points and assists and a steal. And, frankly, he looked good. I don't know how slowly they are going to be working DeAndre Hunter back in, but I cannot wait for that guy to be fully back starting for the Hawks because he just – is so good on defense. He was able to guard both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and be extremely effective. He just knows where to be. He can be shifted onto smaller players, Um, but DeAndre Hunter is a joy to see back out there. He even was able to start a little bit of his own initiation outside of Trey Young initiating the offense, and it's just amazing to have that type of player coming off the bench right now. The rest of the Hawks bench was not very good, to be honest. Um, I thought Rajon Rondo uh, especially had a rough game. He had been playing exceptionally well lately, but he was just one of five from the field for two points, had three rebounds and just one assist. I thought especially when the Hawks were uh, giving up that big lead in the third quarter, Rajon Rondo was not really helping the team at all. Um, he was The Hawks were not getting any easy looks, and uh, Rajon is very uh, just – You know he's trying to get his players in the right position, but he'll make some passes that it seems like no one can get to. Um, And then Solomon Hill's five minutes all came at the end of that third quarter, and he was just a non-factor O of one, only had one rebound, and it was just a brutal, brutal stretch for Solomon Hill. On the Clippers' side of the ball, you got to start with Luke Kennard. Again, 20 points in 18 minutes, made all of his shots, seven rebounds, four assists, completely changed the energy of the game. The Hawks had no answer. He was making anything and everything. He is a left-handed player, which often throws off people who haven't looked at their scouting reports, and he just came in and annihilated the Hawks. Terrence Mann, 29 minutes, 21 points. He did have 10 rebounds for a double-double and two assists. He's a big guard. A couple times he took the ball. He got a rebound on the defensive side, dribbled the length of the court for a slam dunk. No, No Hawks stopped him. That was pretty frustrating, um, but he just took what the Hawks were giving him. He was able to get a lot of boards and then really push the ball up the court. The two big players for the Clippers, Kawhi and PG. Kawhi ended up having a solid game of 25 points, but three threes in the, in the last four minutes of the game really changed his stat line. Um, he finished the game with seven rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Paul George had a terrible game, eight points. 3 of twelve, two of 7 from three-point land, three rebounds, seven assists, two steals. Uh, He was so frustrated he got a technical foul. Um, He just really was ineffective in this game, and it was interesting to see the Clippers throw both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on Trey Young at multiple times during this game and Trey to really continue to have a good game. Marcus Morris really hurt the Hawks early. He had those early 13 points. Uh, and finished the game with 19. He had two rebounds and a block and a big three at the end as well to help stretch the lead for the Clippers. Um, And then finally, Ivank Zubac, the center, had 12 points, nine rebounds, and two blocks, and I thought he was a force in the middle and really disrupted some things that the Hawks wanted to do. But brutal loss for the Hawks, really um, frustrating. Again, this is a young team. And they, under Nate McMillan, they haven't had to really face any uh, adversity like this. So um, I'm really interested to see what happens the next time the Hawks hit the court. They play the Sacramento Kings on Wednesday night. This game started at 10 p.m. Eastern. That game will start at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, so a lot of late nights for Hawks fans. But a real brutal loss. I'm really interested to see how this team bounces back. I do think this will kind of motivate the guys. They are 1-1 one and one on this road trip really the goal on this road trip should be to emerge four and four or something like that. And all they can do is continue to do what, uh, Nate McMillan loves to harp on, take this one game at a time. It is, uh, it, it can be quite humbling to, you know, take the first punch, get down 10, come all the way back, be up 10, be up double digits at halftime, um, get up 20 points and then have that, uh, real really squandered in the last quarter and a half of the game. But I did think there were some encouraging signs for Trey to play as well as he did despite seeing some of the best defenders in the game and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on him. For DeAndre Hunter to come back and look as effective as he did, I I was really worried that he was going to be slow, but he got matched up with Kawhi Leonard and was able to go with him step for step. He was able to defend Paul George and even shift out onto some of the smaller uh, Clippers players. But brutal loss for the Hawks and pushes their record to 22 and 21 as they head into Sacramento to play the Kings on Wednesday night. Go Hawks. Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast@gmail.com. At Go Hawks.